Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast. We hope that this message will challenge you and encourage you on your journey of faith. If you would like to learn more about Journey Church, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at thejourneychurch.cc. Now enjoy the message. How's everyone doing tonight? That was like amazing worship, right? I'm up on the front row like about to break out in sweats because this sweater's quite thick, but it's very cold outside. So I prepared for the winter weather, not the warm heat inside here. Give me one moment, guys. I'm unlocking my my computer here. It's the end of January. Can y'all believe that? Like, next week is February. Are y'all, like, happy about that? We made it through a whole month of 2021. Some of us have. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm speaking for myself. I'm still making it through, so I'm praising. (laughs) I want to, tonight we're going to be spending some time unpacking this message that I've uh, prepared about transformational love. And we're going to read a scripture real quick, and then I'm going to kind of issue a little bit of a challenge that we're going to be walking through this week. But the scripture I want to hit on first is 1 John 4, verse 16. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. So the challenge this week, you know, last time I preached, I issued a challenge, and I'm not doing this just for you guys. I'm doing it for myself because, you know, I'm going to accept this challenge that I'm putting out to you guys. But this week, I challenge you to reflect on what area in your life needs to be transformed by his love. And I'm saying this because, like I said, I'm sitting with this myself. And I'll get to that in a few moments. I'm not going to jump ahead. But I want to pray real quick before I get started because I believe that understanding and sitting with the Lord about his love being transforming areas in our life is a big deal. It's a big deal for me. So I know it's going to be a big deal for some of you guys. So let's pray. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that every word that I speak, Lord God, is the words that you have already prepared or that you are preparing maybe in the very moment that need to be shared, Lord God. I pray that that we continue to allow ourselves to, to walk this journey of transformation with you and with our, with our church body and with our friends, Lord God. And I pray that as we are being transformed, because it doesn't ever end, that we don't see it as a burden, but actually as a blessing. And in that blessing comes so much freedom. And I thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you for each person that is here in, in person with us and every person that's online, that they are able to receive and I'm able to receive what you've prepared for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So, guys, as I was sitting this week preparing and asking God, like, what, do I'm, what am I supposed to preach on this weekend? Because my week kind of got, like, spun around. And normally I have, like, designated days for, like, prep time. I meditate all week. And then I have, like, somewhere between Thursday, Friday, or sorry, Wednesday and Friday to prepare the message. Saturday is, like, if I'm really not hearing, that's my last day. Like, I'm on the last thread at that point. Like, God, please drop it on me. This week got thrown around, and we had plans come Friday, so I had to really jumpstart everything, like, on Monday. And Monday was just not in my head of, like, normal. So I was sitting with the Lord, and I was like, God, I'm, I'm getting frustrated because I'm not hearing 
what it is. And a lot of times, I mean, I have tons of words that I can share with you guys, tons of things I can share, but not everything is for right now. And I'm a very much a person who's like, what do I share right now, God? Like, what do I need right now? Because this is probably really all for me, this message, y'all, I believe it is. But it, it, what else is, what, what's right now for the people that are going to be listening, who are going to tune in, who are going to show up? I want it to be a right now word. And I got frustrated because I wasn't getting it. So, Bright me after kind of like not getting it for a few and trying to like tune into podcasts and do everything else besides listen. I was like, all right, God, I'm going to disconnect from my mind and I'm going to tune into you because my mind was telling me, go do, 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 do. Don't stop. And I knew in my heart, God was like, tune in. So I sat there and I prayed. And what I heard in my heart was God's love will be received only by the measure we believe it to be. And right after that, I heard the name Peter. So I meditated on all of that. But going back is if we believe God's love to be limited to a box that we place it in, we're only able to receive that extent of his love. So I believe that sometimes we get, we get these mindsets of how big God's love is. And when it goes outside of that boundary, we're like, Mm-mm, pull it back. Control. I've talked about that so many times because I think I have it and I don't. Um, but we think that we can control his love. And the moment it seeps out of our control and out of our box, we think, man, that's a slippery slope. Or that's just too much love, God. How can that be? Or that's too much grace, God. How can that be? We get in that mindset sometimes. And that's where, that's where I believe that uh, I'm headed with this message about love. Um, tonight. And we all have to be willing, and I'm probably about to jump ahead of myself. Anyways, I know, I've already told you guys, my word for the year is transformation. Being transformed, and, and I believe it's a word for right now for the church globally as well, and I'm seeing it starting to come, up, come to pass a little bit in different areas, and so that's kind of like awesome and reassuring that, okay, God, I haven't missed it, but I believe that it's a word for right now, and it's a word that I've been, that's been laid on my heart. And because you guys come and you guys tune in, you get to hear each time that I preach whatever the Lord's showing me around this word. And I believe, though, that we have to be open and receptive to allow ourselves to be able to understand the love that he has for us, the love that he has for all of his creation. And we have to be willing to undergo transformation. God's not going to change your mind about something if you're not open to it, right? That's for me too. You guys just heard me say I wasn't open for a moment sitting there like, no, I'm going to go tune into all this other stuff. And God's like, girl, tune into me. And I got it. We've got to be open to it. So we're going to start in Matthew 16, verses 13 through 18. And I, I feel like there's a lot of long passages here tonight, guys, but just hang with me. We'll get through it. It says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And I think this is really important. I'm going to pause right here for a second because Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? And I think this is something that could be very relevant even for us right now is asking ourselves, who do we 
say that Jesus is because it matters. It matters who we say he is in our life. Simon Peter answered and said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, which is son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say that you say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. This name change here that happened that you read in Scripture, that happened for Simon when he changed his name to Peter, that happened because of the revelation of God about Christ being the Messiah. It wasn't just some random name change of like, oh, well, I'm going to just change your name. It was because Peter had a revelation from the Lord of who Christ was. It matters. Who do you say that I am? It always matters. And understanding that our foundation, our, our foundation of our Christian faith, and this might stretch somebody or a lot of somebody's because it would stretch me, but realizing that the foundation of our Christian faith is not built on a church. It is not built on the Bible. It is not built upon how many scriptures you know how well you can quote things, how much prophecies you know from the Old Testament. The foundation of our faith must be Christ. Who do you say that I am? When Jesus says, on this rock I will build my church, it's the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah that brings about that, cha- that name change that I just mentioned. And that is the gospel right there. The revelation that Jesus is Christ, that he is the Messiah. That is the gospel. When you go back and you read, that is the revelation that we all have to have. That is where it all begins. Just a few verses down. Hold on. In Matthew 16, we read Jesus is predicting his death. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But in verse 22, we see another encounter with Peter and Jesus. But let me go back. I want to catch you up on a little bit about Peter's life and his story. I'm going to give you the cliff note version. I think this is funny because anyone under the age of 35 probably has no clue what a cliff note is because then came the Internet and you guys can all just Google everything. Well, there was these books back in the day, like when you didn't want to read a whole book, you would go grab it at the library or borrow it from somebody that already had it, and you would read it and get the summary, like it's like this big versus that big. You would get the summary version. I'm going to give you a summary version of what Peter has walked through so far at this point real quick. Um, Peter was a fisherman, and Jesus approached him on the shore uh, at Galilee. He asked him, can I use your boat? Got in his boat. He said he's going to go out a little bit of shore. He preaches to all of the people. Then Jesus says, all right, Peter, I want you to go a little bit further out because I want you to cast your nets down. And Peter gets a little frustrated because Peter just cast his nets down the whole night before, caught nothing. He catches all of these fish. The boat's overflowing. They call in their friends to get help because they need help to gather all of these fish. And at that moment, we see Peter has a revelation of Christ's love So much so that he falls before Jesus and he says in Luke 8, he says, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. You want to know what Jesus replies to him? He says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Peter then was asked to follow Jesus. 
to take this message on, to be a part of his tribe, I guess you would say. He, he was asked no longer to be just a fisherman, but to be a fisher of man. So that's where we're going to pick up where, uh, with Peter. Let's see. I think I jumped ahead of myself. That's where, in that moment, where he was asked to be a fisher of man versus a fisherman, that's where he had this knowing hit him. Because if you don't know Jesus is the Messiah, you're not going to leave everything and go do what Jesus is asking you to do. You're going to have to have a knowing. Like, I need to know that I can trust you because I'm about to leave my livelihood. And that's the moment Peter had this knowing that he was loved by Jesus. John 3:16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But just like Peter, we are all on a never-ending journey, a never-ending road that will always lead us to being, re- or for God's love and his heart to be revealed to us if we keep going. If we don't stop, Peter could have said, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay on this boat. I'm not going with you. But he kept going, and God's goodness was continually revealed to him. In John, 1 John 4, 16, it says, and we, and this is what I just read at the very beginning, guys, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. While knowing that word gnosko, to know and understand at the deepest place of our understanding and the, at the intimate level that we can, by that knowing of God's love, that is us acknowledging something. That's when we acknowledge something. But believing, that takes ownership. That's us taking ownership to the love that's been given to us so that we can enjoy all the benefits of it, every benefit. But we got to take ownership of it. And believing means to embrace what God has made known through Christ. So he knew Christ's love, but then he took a hold of it because it it was the very thing that God was revealing to him through Christ, the love. Matthew 16 this is where we're going to pick back up on Peter's life. 16, uh, verse 21 through 22. It says, from that time, Jesus began to, show, began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Then Peter, this is a brave move, y'all. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. You would think that he would know better by now. At this point, they've done a lot of life with Jesus. They've seen a lot of miracles. They've seen Jesus speak and see it come to pass. But he didn't. He still pulled him aside. So why? Why would Peter do that? I believe it's because if we go back and you study out, Peter is Jesus' right-hand man. He is his right-hand man. He's on the inner circle. You know, when we're in the inner circle, you think you have some type, there's some pride there, right? Like, I know you, like, this is not going to happen. He was in the know. And I don't know about you guys, but I know about me. When I feel like I'm in the know, I kind of feel kind of special. I feel like a little bit of pride rise up. Like, I have, a, I have the ability to kind of speak into you. I have the ability to kind of like be like, no, that's not happening. 
He was in the know. So I understand where Peter, Peter was coming from in that moment because I would not want the Messiah, my Christ, to say that he's going to be crucified, that he's going to have to suffer. I wouldn't want that. So I understand where he's coming from. And we see all throughout Scripture where Peter makes pretty bold moves. I don't know. Maybe they were like mixed boldness and pride. Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. I would say possibly. I know I've made bold moves. I know I've made bold moves out of what God's called me to do. And I know I've stepped in boldness. But I also know I've slipped into some pride in those boldness, mo- those boldness moments. Where it's like, oh, it's going so good. Yes. Yes, it's going so good. I'm doing good, y'all. No. Like, that's getting into pride. Be okay. Step in the boldness without the pride. Peter stepped out of the the boat in boldness, but at some point he took his eyes off of Jesus. And at that point we see he starts sinking. So whenever, I know for me, whenever I get, and I I believe that this is going to show up in this story this evening, but whenever, whatever your struggle is, whatever it is, I know for me, whenever I start slipping into that point of like, oh, I'm doing good, and not recognizing that it's the Lord that's doing good, he checks me. He checks me in my heart because he's trying to reveal what's going on inside there. And I believe that's what happens with Peter. Verses 23 through 27, it says, But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him lay or deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? And what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father and his angels, and then he will reward each according to his work. Jesus is not calling Peter Satan here, literally, guys. But what he is doing is he's calling out the spirit of the Antichrist in Peter, the spirit that's Antichrist, anti the thing that God's trying to do in this world, what God was working at and what was happening. He's calling that spirit out because that's the spirit Peter was operating in. Peter doesn't want to see Christ, his Messiah, be killed. He doesn't want any of that to happen. But Christ has to remind him of his mission for the church. He has to remind him. When Jesus says in verse 23, you are an offense to me, this is metaphorically speaking. He's saying you are drawn into error or sin. You are entrapped, not mindful of the things of God. He's not speaking. You've got to realize when you're reading these things that this is metaphorically He's helping him understand, like, you don't have the mind of Christ right now. You're not thinking for what God has the bigger picture. You're thinking on your own man, in your own manly mind. And so he's calling that out. It can be very easy for all of us to find ourselves here. Fighting to protect God. Fighting to protect the church. Fighting to protect Scripture. Like, no, this is what it says. No, this is what it says. Like, we can find ourselves fighting all of, over all of this, trying to prove something and trying to prove our love to God with actions and words versus 
allowing ourselves to rest in his love for us. Allowing ourselves not only to rest in his love for us, but for us to be able to rest in the love that he has for others. Because sometimes we carry that as a burden. And that's not our burden to carry. I believe Peter found himself in the this, in this same spot, having way more focus, way, way more focus on his love for Christ. And he wanted to make that known to Jesus in these scriptures we just read until he was hit with a revelation of his own lack of understanding within his heart. The same check that you get in your heart when you know something's going on and you're like, eh, I probably shouldn't do that. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that. It is that same revelation that Peter is getting. It's that same check in his heart that he's getting from Christ. Have you ever felt like your heart has been so exposed that the Lord is revealing something so deep to you about you that all you could do is weep? I know I have. I know I have. Have you ever found yourself thinking, no, God, I love you way too much to do that. I would never do that. Let's see. In, uh, Matthew, in Matthew 26, you can go read this later, but Jesus goes on to predict Peter's denial. He goes on and he tells, he tells Peter, he says, by the end of this night, you will have denied me three times before the rooster crows. And I find, this, I find this funny, not because it's funny, but because I have literally found myself in the same spot before, boasting about all of my love for God. And Peter spent a little bit of time doing just that because this is what he says. He says, even if all the others fall away, Lord, even if they all fall away, not me, I won't. I'll be right here. Even if I must die for you, I will. I will never disown you. This is what Peter tells Jesus after Jesus just told him, guys, Jesus has told Peter plenty of stuff. And you would just think, like, in my head reading this, I'm like, when are you going to get it? And then I'll laugh, and I find it really funny because it's like God's asking me that the same thing. As I'm sitting in the chair in my house the other day, like, God, I don't know what I'm going to preach. When are you going to get it? Like, stop. Stop trying to figure it all out. Stop trying to be boastful in yourself, being all of these things. I would have thought that they would have gotten it by now. But they haven't. And we go on to read in Luke 22, 54 through 62. It says, And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, This man was also with him. But he denied it. Him, he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. Talking about Jesus. And after a little while, another, another saw him and said, You are also of them. But Peter again said, Man, I am not. Then, after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, Surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately, immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And then Peter remembered the word that the Lord had shared with him. 
and bef- about before the rooster would crow that he would deny him three times. And so Peter went out and wept bitterly. I believe that this had to have been a monumental moment in the heart of Peter. To look in the eyes of love as Jesus looks at you after you recognize exactly what he said to you was going to happen. There had to be a monumental moment of understanding and of clarity because he looks in the eyes of love. In the face of love. And nowhere in this verse or in any of the verses when I unpack this through all of the gospels, does Jesus say a word? He doesn't say a word. It was just a look. Finding ourselves in a place of realizing your love for Christ will fail. The the, the boastfulness that we can have saying, but I love you more, God, it will fail us. We will all miss the mark. We will all miss it. We will all feel weak at some point. We will all feel unfaithful to the Lord at some point. We will all be there. He also, though, allows us to look in his eyes and to see his love, the eyes of love, the eyes with such depth of grace and truth, not judgmental, not condemning, but the eyes of love. But this can only happen for us when we begin to, when we are able to understand the heart of Christ. We're able to understand his heart for us with new eyes and an unveiled face like I talked about a couple weeks ago, that's when you will be able to look in the eyes of Christ and you will be able to see the love he has for you with an unveiled face. The thing I love more than anything, and I love, I love reading the Gospels, I love reading the encounters with Jesus, but the thing I love more than anything is that right now is that Jesus didn't leave him right there. It didn't end there. The story doesn't end with him denying and then looking in the eyes of love and having this moment where he goes out and bitterly weeps. No, it continues. Jesus made time. We're going to read it. Jesus made time to personally speak with Peter. John 21, 7, it says, Then the disciples, the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. They're out on the boat fishing again. Okay, and when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic because he had stripped for working, which is odd, but okay. And he jumped into the water and headed to shore. Guys, the same shore, the same place that they're fishing at is the same place that the story of Christ and Peter began. He jumped into the water and headed to shore. After breakfast, Jesus asked, this is verses 15 through 17. After breakfast, Peter, or Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than all of these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus told him, Jesus told him, oh, I'm messing up here. Jesus told him, Jesus repeated the question. I think I'm messing my things up. Feed my lamb, Jesus told him. Okay, Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. This is the second time. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt by this time, which I don't know why. But, but Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. 
You remember this, guys. You know everything. That's talking to Jesus. You know that I love you, Jesus. Then feed my sheep. When we go back and I go back and I look at the number three and how often it was used in Scripture, it, it highlighted something for me. Because I wanted to know, what is the meaning of three? What is it? What's the meaning? And it stands for completeness. The number three stands for completeness. So I believe that Jesus asked him this three times to help make him no longer sitting in this, this spot that he was in, potentially of shame that was within himself for what he had did. I believe that. Maybe that's just for me. But I believe that Jesus was helping him understand. He was bringing about completeness to the situation that had previously ha happened, helping him no longer sit in the shame for what he had did. But he wanted to reveal to Peter his own heart towards Christ. His own heart towards Christ. To help Peter not only know Christ's love for him, but for him to believe his love for Christ and Peter's heart towards Christ. Often when we do something wrong, something we know we shouldn't do, something that we absolutely are like, oh, no, I would never do that, we get in a spot of shame. We get in a spot of asking and questioning our own motives. And sometimes we can forget our true identity. We can forget who he's called us to be at the very heart level at the depths of our soul. And I believe in this scripture here, I'm seeing Jesus yet again helping call out the true identity in his disciple. I want to take a moment before I finish up, and I have a clip here as I was uh, preparing this. This kind of hit me last minute, so thank God for amazing tech team. But I have a video clip here that is from a movie that the I knew I was going to use it at some point because it, like, broke me when I saw this. But I want you to take a moment and just uh, watch this clip before we finish up. Every time I watch it with my daughter, at first it hit me so hard, I'm, like, sitting there bawling. But I watch it, and it's like, that is the gospel. That is Jesus every single time. Him walking to Peter and asking him three times, do you love me? Who you truly are is still there. You might have piled all this mess on. We all do it. You might have all these false identities, all these things you struggle with, all of these things that you think of in your mind as a man, not man, but as a man, period. Um, <laughs> that didn't come out. But there's all these things that we think that we, we, we put on ourselves. And Jesus is saying to Peter, I know who you really are. I know your heart, even in the moment when you said you don't know me three times. I know your heart. I know more about you than anyone else, and I need you to realize your true identity. I needed to go from knowing about it to you believing it. I need you to have that transformational moment. And that's what happens with Peter in these scriptures is he has that transformational moment where he goes out and he weeps because it went from knowing when he was on that boat to him believing it the moment that rooster crowed. He believed it. Jesus didn't say a word. It just took a look. And Jesus still came back, still came back to him. So, guys, our challenge this week, I'm wrapping up, our challenge this week is what area in our life do we need 
to be transformed by Christ's love. I know every single person, there's something. You don't even have to, it doesn't have to be a multiple things, but maybe it is. But allow yourself to sit with the Lord this week and ask him, God, what do I need to allow you to transform into your love? What is it that I'm holding on to? What is it that I'm putting on myself? All of those hard rocks that was on that, that's the, uh, I think her name is Tafiti or something like that. All of those rocks were put on her. That hardness was there. But what was underneath was beautiful. It was growing and flourishing. And that's where we get to be with the Lord is we can allow ourselves to say, you know what, God? I'm ready. I'm ready to take this journey of transformation into your love, a better understanding of your love. What does it look like? What do I need to allow to be transformed in me tonight or in this week into a better understanding, a knowing to a believing of who we are? Let's pray, guys. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your goodness, and I thank you for your truth, Lord God. I thank you that you come to each of us and you speak to us and you look at us in our eyes with your heart of love and you call out in us our true selves, who you created us to be, who you knit us together in our mother's wombs to be, Lord God. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand and worship in church? No shadow, no Mountains and you won't climb out, coming after me. No wall you won't get down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you won't light out, mountain you won't climb out, coming after me. No wall you won't get down. Shadow, you won't light up. Bouncing, you won't climb up. Coming out of the
Father, we thank you for a great night tonight, Lord. We thank you for speaking to each and every one of our hearts, God. Those of us who came out tonight, those of us who tuned in uh, on Facebook and YouTube, and those who will hear the message later on. Father, we thank you for sealing these words in our hearts tonight, Father. I pray for every person right now, Lord, that as they go and they leave this place this evening, Lord, that their night would be peaceful. Father, wherever they go, it's peaceful. Father, as they lay down to go to sleep tonight, Lord, they rest in your presence, God, and they will have the best night's sleep that they've had in a really long time, Lord. Let them wake up tomorrow refreshed and ready to take on the day. Father, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. All right, guys, we'll see you same time next week.